With many new blockchain solutions now finding an audience, we're learning more and more about the different ways these chains work. The next two episodes take us down the rabbit hole of a couple chains that some of you have been asking about, Algorand and Avalanche. Today, we'll start with Algorand, a chain that claims to be the future of finance. Michael Cotton, co-founder of Algo Mints and Meld Ventures, is our shepherd for this leg of the journey. Let's learn about Algorand and toss in an Al Gore random joke along the way on episode number 592 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. We're the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, the DeFi, DeFi, the nifty nerds, Joel Tom, and Sir Lord, his royal most high benefactor and benevolent dictator of bad cryptopia, Travis Wright. Yes. What makes Al Gore so robotic? Beep, boop. We will all be dead 20 years ago. So saith I. It's his Al Gore rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he has any rhythm. I mean, that would be irony if he did. I'm guessing he doesn't. I'm going to start a band. It's going to be Al Gore and the rhythms. <laughs> How you doing? Good, uh, sir. I'm great. I invented the internet. Really yeah. excited to be here today. Yeah. Yep. That's you my also- best Al Gore without having heard Al Gore in a very long time. That's my best Al Gore. Do you know. think that the U.S. would be any different today had he had the Supreme Court given him the hanging Chad election in 2000? I'm under the belief that um, elections probably stopped mattering once they killed Kennedy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then cause you got this you got this underbelly of unelected elite that are in the cia and the fbi and the nsa and all these other people you can't get fired from the from the government really so you got this layer of just sludge and i think most likely i thought i think reagan probably thought he was gonna you know he was gonna run things until he was in it for a month and then got shot and then Mm -hmm. you know and then bush was like yo i'm in charge he was the head of the cia before he became vice president so it's like i think there's just there's just this web of people who run things that don't necessarily identify as running things, but they're behind the scenes running things. So we'd probably be in about the same boat overall, I would imagine. Do, Maybe do you mean worse, like, you know? like 44 is probably actually running things right now? Right. <laughs> well, that's what Jen Psaki says. It's a, it's a pleasure to work with President Obama, uh, uh, Biden, uh, Biden yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know who's running in the show. Uh, anyway, know. yep, just calls conspiracy theorists. We don't care. Uh, he's not here. even probably right. He's not even running the show. It's the globalist man, the globalist bankers. It, it's and Klaus Schwab's not even running the show. It's who's above Klaus Schwab? Who runs it? And it, it boils down to just these few banking families that have been running things for a couple hundred years. But that's just random conspiracies, Travis Joel. Yeah, Ugh, I'm gonna leave a bad review now because you hurt my feelings. You guys are barely listenable or you're mostly unlistenable or something. Uh, You know, so we have heard from many of you that there's a lot of chains that we have not yet 
covered on the show in our almost five years of podcasting, and some of them are newer. And so the next two episodes, we are going to do precisely that. But first of all, I want to remind you that you should not be using Google Chrome. They're watching you. It's very creepy, and there's no reason to hand over your data. Instead, use the Brave browser. It is a privacy browser. Millions of people are using it. Go to brave.com, download it today, and check it out for yourself. Travis, anything to say before we move on with our featured interview? Yeah, I would say this is that, you know, you just planted a seed to a lot of people. Google bad. They're doing all this stuff. How do you back that up? That's just another conspiracy. Well, you, you turned me on to this to Joe Rogan episode with uh, Dr. Epstein. Oh, my gosh. It's so What's his good. His name? Robert Epstein. Robert Epstein. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah. The, he's actually politically a liberal. Um, but man, does he have the skinny on what Google is up to? Woo. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff. And he did not kill himself. No, and, and he wouldn't, mm-hmm. but he's not, well, dead. you know, he's not dead. He's still alive. No, it's a great episode. It talks about some of these things. And realistically, if you can, if you can kind of see how the world is headed right now, they, they just sort of weave the media and, and big tech just sort of weaves people the way they want them to go. What do you want to be upset about today? Here's what you're going to be upset about. Hey, today. weave me alone. Yeah. As you're weaving. weaving. Yeah. Yeah. COVID is officially dead uh basically overnight um they conquered it and because science and now the narrative is russia ukraine nothing to see here nothing at all same people the same people telling you that you need to wear three masks are now saying we need to go to war so no 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 it's not three masks it's three masks and a face shield and get your 20 boosters Oh, yeah. And you need goggles, too. You got goggles. I did see somebody at the airport recently. It was funny. Like they were literally a mask, the face shield, goggles, and then they were wearing a Tyvek suit. Like they were full on like gloves. Like, wow, they are like insane. Fear creates fear can can stoke mental illness in people. And uh, that's sad that that we're seeing that. Hey, people came here to talk about Algorand. They didn't hear about us to talk about Travo rants or Jolo rants. Well, that's what the that's what you get. That's why we're the bad crypto podcast. And that's why we don't fit into any format that anybody dictates because we we talk about what we want. And right now we do want to talk about Algorand. So let's. Travis, are you feeling randy? Yeah, baby. Yes, right. It'll make you horny, baby. Are you feeling algo randy? Who? who? Al Gore's Al- randy? No. <laughs> he, invented, he invented the internet and he's horny, baby. Yeah, climate change. No, no, yeah. no, no. Algorand. Algorandy. Algorand. So this is uh, the Algorand ecosystem is something that we've heard about for years. And I know we've had, you know, people write us and say, when are you going to cover this? Well, guess what? The answer to your prayers and your requests is happening right now. We're not sure if you're going to like the answer or not, but we are going to go down the rabbit hole of Algorand and ancillary projects with somebody who knows his name is Michael Cotton. He is the co-founder of Meld, and uh, he is currently leading innovation and growth inside the Algorand ecosystem michael welcome to bad crypto thanks joel thanks travis thanks for having me guys are, are you feeling algo randy <clears throat> always yeah <laughs> maybe i feel like travis did it far more justice but always <laughs> always yeah. baby yeah 
you are uh, down under and by that i mean not under travis's chair you're uh, you're in oz the uh, the prison island how are things there look things are good it's just more that you uh, you can't really go anywhere otherwise it's great uh, so it's it's just difficult to actually leave uh, but we're we're coping so it's all right yeah it's like hotel california yeah yeah, exactly. Check in any time you like. So Algorand, let's just, uh, let's jump into this. How long have you been involved with the project? I've uh, been involved since back uh, mainnet launch. Uh, so quite a few years now. Um, to give you a little bit of insight, uh, myself and my business partner at Mel Adventures decided uh, that, that we really believe alternative layer one tech was the future uh, and started doing some research, meeting a lot of different teams, meeting the Solana team, Algorand team, EOS team, Avalanche team. Uh, and really just deep diving on the technology and then also deep diving on the teams because I think, you know, in hand in hand with the tech, they've actually got to be able to deliver on their their, their timelines and deliver on um, the iterations they're promising for the tech. Uh, and Algorand came out the winner for us. So great. So I, I, I'm looking here and, you know, we've done research on Algorand before and we've heard a lot about it, but... You guys say that you, you solve three main problems on the blockchain, the trilemma. You want to maybe talk about the blockchain trilemma and how Algorand solves these problems? Yeah. So traditionally, you know, the, the, the thinking is that you, you can never solve the trilemma. You have to pick two of three. So the idea is there is sacrifice somewhere. Um, Silvio Micali, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Silvio Micali. Um, he's, he's the founder of Algorand. Uh, the inventor of things like zero-knowledge proofs, pseudo-random number generation, and, and aptly named one of the greatest minds in cryptography, uh, and, and in reality invented a lot of the foundational elements that are used in, in cryptography and blockchain and, and almost every blockchain in the world. So he, he was genuinely one of the greatest minds in the space, and you know a lot of people refer to him as the originator of blockchain tech. Uh, because of that, he was obviously very, very well positioned to be a mind that could apply himself along with a brilliant team behind him around how do we actually solve these kind of problems. Uh, and the team includes everything, including Nobel Peace Prize winners like Paul Milgren, for, who has the Nobel Peace Prize for economics. Silvio himself has the Turing Award, which is the equivalent of the Nobel Peace Prize for computer science, um, the Godel Award, the RSA Prize. So, you know, it basically makes the rest of us, including me, very embarrassed by my resume when you try to compare with, with people like Silvio and the team. But the, the really interesting piece is the consensus mechanism. So Silvio designed um, what, what, what he would refer to as using proven math and, and proven fundamentals to design a, a system where the consensus is not based on stake. It's based on what he calls a pure proof of stake. And what that means is every token in the world that's online is a part of a, a random lottery to be a witness to a, a block uh, and verify what's happened on that block and the idea being that if, for example, you wanted to cheat the system, you'd have to own a majority of algos to actually be likely to be selected as the jury to actually cheat the transaction. But also in doing so, by owning a majority of the network, you're also destroying the value which you hold by destroying the system and cheating the network. So it, it's a really Did nice... Did you say it's a lottery system, kind of? Yeah, so it's, it's a, it's essentially lottery is, is random selection, uh, which is exactly what it is. So you essentially are in a lottery constantly to be, which you pull yourself, you pull your own sort of lottery lever to decide if you're going to be in the next consensus mm -hmm. block. Um, and pseudo random, the reason they call it pseudo random number generation is in theory, it's impossible for a computer to genuinely generate a random number. There has to be some kind of logic 
to allow randomization to take place. When they refer to a pseudo number generation, it's the idea is though there is a seed, there is a, a formula, it would take a million years of viewing the results to be able to reverse engineer the formula and cheat the system. So for all intensive purposes, it is random. So, so I still, I'm not sure we got an answer to what is the trilemma? What are the three problems uh, broken down individually? So, you know, speak on a, a high level because I'm an idiot and I need mm -hmm. to be able to stand, understand this. If you get too technical, yeah. my eyes will glaze over and uh, you'll just need to feed me chocolate. Yeah, and, and then, Michael, from my notes, I had security, scalability, and decentralization were the trilemma things, in case you needed me to help you out. No, for sure. <laughs> no, look, that, 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 that's great. Thanks, Trav. Um, so security, decentralization, scalability are the three key elements. So when you have something like um, Ethereum, you know, security is one of the really key pieces. Decentralization is one of the really key pieces. Scalability less so. So it's a sacrifice on something like Ethereum's side. Um, Algorand's goal was to set out to solve all three. So remain highly secure, remain decentralized, and remain scalable. Um, so Algorand, in terms of scalability, uh, it's scaling to about 46,000 transactions per second, which for context is faster than MasterCard and Visa combined. At the moment, transaction costs are about a tenth of a cent, so extremely low cost. Um, finality is instant, so it's one of the few which, which is an element of security. It's one of the few that has instant finality, which means as soon as the block is confirmed, the transaction is final, which means there's also no forking, uh, which is a really additional, really powerful piece of security for anyone doing a transaction. And in reality, what that means is in the future, if you want to go and buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin that's wrapped on Algorand, you can and do it in the same speed as you would with a credit card and walk out of there with your cup of coffee. Um, decentralization is the next piece. So actually having a decentralized node network, um, which Algorand at the moment sitting at about two and a half thousand from memory was the last count. Um, but that's expected to really increase over time as they create incentives around node operators and start to really decentralize the system more. And to be clear, this is um, an L1 solution. This is not an Ethereum fork. Um, this is its own chain that began with itself. It's not a fork of anything, right? Correct, exactly. Even to the extent that they they created their own coding language for, for Algorand to be built on called Teal. Um, a part of the reason for creating that language was they said developing what was needed in terms of a, a truly secure system required a new language that, that actually was purposely built for blockchain and cryptography. I can ramble in case you can't tell, guys. No, it's great. It's great. So I, I love how it's algorandum. So I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a random algorithm. And... Uh, that uh, you can win the lottery, and uh, which seems like a way better thing than going down to the convenience store and buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> this is true. And look, the, the interesting piece about why proof of stake uh, is, is quite different to pure proof of stake and why Algorand had this in mind. You know, Algorand and the team, their, their belief is this will form you know, a layer of technology for all financial transactions, for data, for essentially infrastructure globally, that anything that is data related. And in doing so, what this means is you need a system that can handle trillions of dollars of transactions, which becomes particularly difficult in proof of stake because the, the incentive to not do bad is money at stake. Uh, and as you can appreciate, when that, when that amount increases that's being transacted, that incentive becomes less and less, or the incentive to do bad becomes more and more. Um, so that was a part of the, the key. And, and I think where we'll probably see a lot of blockchain tech go 
and especially with something like Algorand, is in many ways it'll become invisible. I sort of always use the reference that I don't know how email works, but it's great. I love it. It helps me every day. And blockchain will be very similar. I think for most people, they won't even understand what they're using. It'll be simple and straightforward, but it'll be powering everything they do. Being uh, NFT nerds, I'm wondering, are people creating NFTs or play-to-earn ecosystem, you know, environments on the ecosystem? Yeah, completely. And look, a big reason why it's starting to, and, and probably some context too, guys, that Algorand has just had a recent upgrade, or I should say about to have its recent upgrade, which allows for, for contract-to-contract calls, which in um, like as an overarching idea basically means that the genuine decentralized transactions can take place. So we've sort of, Algorand's had this long road of delivering on iterations on the tech to truly bring a decentralized system. And that's just coming to fruition now which is why you probably haven't seen a lot of projects on Algorand and you're about to see a lot of projects on Algorand because it went from missing some of the foundational pieces that meant you could actually do DeFi, for example, in a meaningful way on Algorand now becomes possible. And on the back of that, we're now seeing things like um, NFTs be built out. So Algoanas is, is probably the biggest project on Algorand right now. Um, great team. Uh, Benji, what, the founder. What's it called? Great. Uh, Algoanas. Where, where do I find that? Uh, it'll be Algoana. I'm going to get this wrong. So Algoana.com. Hey, I'll chuck it. Isn't down. Goana? Isn't that batshit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Is it? It's something it's close to Goana. Dennis <laughs> Goana is that that poop. Um, well, there you go. So this is it right here. Algoana. Algoana. A N N A. Exactly. And these are the these are the guys right here. These little. What are they? They like. They're iguanas. They're, they're goannas, which is actually it's it's an Australian equivalent, probably of an iguana. Ah, okay. Have they already uh, minted and? Yeah, fully there? minted. The the most valuable, uh, all all the, the the highest sale recently was two fifty k to number one resold. Wow. Uh, but the the floor price at the moment, I think, is about ten thousand somewhere in that region. Wow, that, that's pretty impressive. So what's the what's the marketplace for NFTs on Algorand and where do people buy, sell, trade? Uh, there's, a, there's three probably key ones at the moment, which is, and I'm sure I'm going to leave someone out, so I apologize in advance, but AB2, <clears throat> Rand Gallery, and Zest Bloom. Um, there's also another marketplace launching very shortly called Originals Only, uh, which is from a pretty epic team that should be should be great as well. Nice. See, I didn't even know this. Great to see that these ecosystems are, are popping up. Um, it's so hard for these other chains to really compete when so much of the attention goes to Ethereum and, uh, you know, Binance Smart Chain and WAX. Um, but it's, it just, it warms the cockles of my heart to see it happening. And, and look, to give you like sort of where, where my thoughts um, around why we're starting to see so much growth in NFTs on Algorand, number one, no forking is actually a really interesting piece. There will never be duplicates of any of the NFTs on Algorand because the chain can't fork, uh, which is actually quite interesting considering NFTs are meant to be unique. Yet when Wait, did, did you say the chain can't fork? Correct. Uh, um, I didn't know that that was a possible thing to like, again, I'm... Um, you know, revealing is it not open ignorance. source is if it's open source, then it could be, it seems like it's maybe not open source code. Uh, look, I suppose in theory, you could go and copy the entire chain, but the chain itself, you won't, you will never have a fork on chain. Um, uh, so you'll never have the code split. 
I'm going to say, because Richard Hart will say, no, I'm just going to grab it all and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, so the, <laughs> He's like, I got the, your blockchain, bitch. <laughs> um, so the, the other interesting piece is it's a green blockchain, so its power consumption is almost non-existent. Uh, so it was the first blockchain in the world to go carbon negative. Uh, so they, they not just were almost carbon neutral, they then went ahead and bought credits for the entire chain, so the entire ecosystem is carbon negative, uh, which I think is a really interesting pushback you get from sort of the uninitiated on NFTs. Secondly, the, the instant finality, low transaction costs and, and simple usage of the chain means that on-chain royalties are really popular. So one of the first projects to launch with genuine on-chain royalties goes live in the next few days called Blackbook. Um, so it's blackbook.art. And it's actually enforced on-chain royalties. So every time it transfers, the chain enforces a royalty to go back to the artist. Uh, and that's done, you know, at a tenth of a cent. So how does that work with a peer-to-peer transaction then? So if it's a peer-to-peer transaction and Algorand, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Atomic Swaps. Algorand has Atomic Swap capabilities. So you can set a transaction with Travis and say, hey, I'm going to give you this NFT, but I want 50 USDC. And you set the transaction and you, each of you have to deliver your side before the actual chain will release to either of you. So you can enforce a trustless transaction without a counterparty, uh, which is really great tech. If you do that kind of transaction, um, it would enforce the royalty. If you, 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 like anything, you could do the equivalent of meeting someone in an alley and doing, you know, a trade and get around an on-chain royalty that way. There is so much to uncover here with this whole, with your whole platform. And, you know, right now you guys are, I believe, what, in the top 20, something like that, in the top 30 uh, tokens of all. So, I mean, when you're looking at the overall value of, of Algorand, you guys have blown up. You guys are, um, what, you guys have, <laughs> well, I'm looking at the overall, which, which is interesting to me because I think it's because maybe you've had more tokens come out, but you're out one of your, you're number 28 overall, you're at about 81 cents. And the, the all-time high was $3.51, but you're still at $5 billion market cap. Like, so I think it's like more tokens are being brought. Yeah, so Algorand, um, in terms of the price, it's, it's probably, probably a price that hasn't followed traditional market trends. Algorand has kind of run its own race, and I think probably that is, is because its focus has been less on the traditional crypto ecosystem and they've had a really laser focus on, on traditional adoption. Um, you know, so Silvio would sort of refer to it as bringing, you know, the next billion people on chain is sort of what they see as the ultimate goal. Uh, and we are seeing them take really big strides in that direction. So a really great example, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but El Salvador's infrastructure, including all the Bitcoins wrapped on Algorand. Um, so all of that tech is built on Algorand. Um, all of the, the COVID passports through Latin America are all built on Algorand. So they are starting to see that level of adoption and they have a really strong play into CBDCs, um, passports, COVID passports, medical records. And that's really where the focus is, which has meant it, it hasn't had the usual metrics to measure against traditional um, cryptocurrencies such as, you know, DeFi, TVL uh, and those kind of activities. Um, they are at 22 million wallets and, you know, they, their governance has the highest governance participation in the world. Um, so they do have a lot of traction in terms of base functionality, but because they don't meet the usual um, uh, measurable items that you would see elsewhere, it has sort of done its own thing. Um, the token emissions, <clears throat> there's, there's about 3 billion left, which might have been what you were thinking, Trav, in terms of that number. 
That's expected to be distributed over the next eight years uh, to a combination of what will likely be governors and node operators. Um, so that's what we'll likely see take place over between now and sort of 2030. Uh, and then all the tokens will be in circulation. I think there's a bit of discussion about what happens around there. And I think there's still a little bit of um, information to come out about exactly what does that full mission schedule finalizing and every token being in circulation look like and what happens from there, I think is still to be discovered. Um, but at the moment, it's been a, a slow release to token holders and governance participators have been earning tokens. So that random lottery we talked about before, by being in the random lottery, you earned tokens as well. So it was about a 6% APY uh, just by holding the tokens in your wallet and being open and, and ready for, you know, uh, as a participant in the random lottery. Um, but that that is now stopped and, and all or essentially stopped and you now have to perform in governance. Uh, but yeah, this last 3 billion we should see over the next sort of five to eight years come into market. So let's talk use case because you're building on the chain and you are the founder of AlgoMint. .io, which I'm assuming is putting tasty mints on the blockchain. Or have, I, have I got that wrong? What, what does it do? <laughs> close, very close. Uh, so essentially, AlgoMint is a bridge. I think the, the key piece is where we're probably not your, your typical bridge. Uh, so I think there's plenty of bridges out there. I think interoperability is actually going to be a, a huge piece of, of what the next stage for blockchain is. Though I, I obviously love Algorand and we really are laser focused working inside Algorand. Uh, we are, you know, we do believe in a multi-chain world, and I think there'll definitely be multiple blockchains doing interesting and niche things, whether that be geographical or technically. Um, as a bridge, we really want to make sure we create interoperability between all these chains. But where we're probably a little bit different to your traditional bridge, we aren't just a straight, you know, wrap a token and come onto another blockchain and then, you know, go to Solana and Algorand and Avalanche and Ethereum and Near and move around. Um, for us, we, we've included what, what we think is some really interesting differentiators. So, for example, rather than wrapping every different USD token, we actually have a, a USD basket that will be going live. So you can bring USDC, USDT, Gemini, PAX, um, BUSD, TrueUSD, and wrap them into a single standard. Uh, what this does is two things. It, it reduces fragmentation, you know, liquidity fragmentation, and allows for a lot more con consolidated liquidity. But on top of that, it allows you to bridge in native tokens as well. So, for example, you could bring USDT on Ethereum to the bridge and actually go out the other side and USDC on Algorand. So, though you're bridging, you're not necessarily wrapping, you're actually being issued in a native token on, on a native chain. Uh, and that kind of functionality, I think, will be really important for the future where you're not just getting wrapped assets, you're actually swapping between different native assets on different chains. Uh, where this also really comes in really interesting for us is, you know, we see long term that will be more about aggregation uh, and actually aggregating trades. And those baskets become really powerful because if you want to trade from Algo to USD, for example, we're no longer just saying, all right, what's the best price we can get you for Algo and USDC? We're now saying we've got six USD tokens in a basket and we've got our own wrapped version. What is the best price we can get with any concoction of those USD tokens to achieve the best result for, for that trade? That was a ramble. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was that was an algo ramble. That was good. <laughs> Love it. Um, so so I'm looking here at your team, and you know you got you know got Sean Ford over there who's who's a former CMO of Log Me In, which was a really cool project. I'm very familiar with that. Um, Stephen Kokinos, who is the CEO, he has founded a bunch of stuff, and then your founder Silvio McKaylee. 
Um, MIT faculty member has won all these different awards, in, uh, including the Turing Award in computer science. Maybe talk about the strength of this team, because I think that your team, you guys could go head to head with almost anyone, probably. Completely. Like in, in terms of a team, it, it's it's genuinely one of the finest teams assembled. You know, I, I often call it the uh, the Avengers of blockchain. Um, so they they really are some of the greatest minds. Um, and, you know, what, what this has meant is, you know, they've been able to do a lot of things others haven't. So, for example, um, they've been one of the contributors to the NIST program. So they're actually one of the only blockchains in the world that's working on and actually delivering on quantum resilience. Um, they're also part of the ISTA protocol, so the different financial standards for blockchain. Um, they're also delivering their own interoperability tech called state proofs, uh, which essentially at the moment, and this is where interoperability at the moment is really not that brilliant it's 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 okay but at the moment for interoperability you essentially are still relying on third parties there's still counterparty risk because you're relying on nodes for other parties to verify things that have happened on one chain to then allow something to happen on another uh which you know at the moment is is okay and and it is working but it's not ideal uh so algorand's been building out what's called state proofs or compact certificates which essentially allow an on-chain state to be bundled down into this tiny compact piece of data and actually be passed from Algorand's virtual machine called the AVM to Ethereum's virtual machine. Uh, and then that would allow true interoperability between two different blockchains um, that aren't traditionally compatible to actually have on-chain interoperability and trustless transacting between chains, uh, which is, you know, really a lot of this is just testament to the caliber of the team. You know, Silvio particularly, you know, as, as I said earlier, one of, the, one of the greatest minds in cryptography to have ever lived, and they call him the grandfather of cryptography. Uh, so he genuinely is sort of the, the kind of person who is not just delivering incredible tech, but a great thing to keep in mind is, is he, he is very combative in terms of his ability to continue to iterate and deliver leading technology to the market. He's, he's the godfather, not the grandfather. Exactly, the godfather, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get your fathers right. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, you um, you have a stake in a lot of different projects on um, on Algorand, and uh, if you guys want to see the things that he's got his hands in, you can go to meld.ventures. Uh, are you doing anything outside of the Algorand ecosystem, or is like you're totally focused? This is it. This is where we're building. Suck it, bitches. <laughs> so pre <clears throat> pre our involvement with Algorand. Um, we, we invested a lot outside of Algorand. So, you know, like everyone else, predominantly in Ethereum. Um, we still do a little bit, but, and again, it's not because we're not, um, we're, we're maximalists on Algorand. It's more because with focus, we can deliver a lot more value inside the ecosystem. Uh, for example, you know, any of the projects we work with, we can connect them to anyone they need to meet. They need to meet someone at Algorand, Algorand Foundation, another project. They need to do a DEX integration where they want to do a rewards partnership. They want to meet the money markets. They want to get onto an NFT marketplace. You know, we can connect them and, and help operation happen at speed uh, and, and in a far better way than usual. So that's why we sort of have this real focus. We still invest outside Algorand, but really that is with the intention of investing in projects we think may come to Algorand or would be useful to be a part of an interoperability network with Algorand. Um, so, for example, like we invested in Maple. I don't know if you guys know Maple Finance. Brilliant project out of Australia. Uh, the team have done incredibly well. Um, they just passed half a billion TBL. Uh, and I think they, I believe they're on track for the end of the year to be 5 billion TBL. 
Um, awesome project. They're on Ethereum now. They're launching on Solana shortly. And uh, dream scenario is we harass them enough to come to Algorand next. I, I found a story on uh, Forbes from uh, in January, and it was Drone Racing League launches play to earn crypto game on Algorand blockchain. That's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you familiar? I'm sure you're familiar with this. Yeah, correct. And Drone Lace recently to sort of the reason Algorand targeted that um, is because in reality, it also encompasses a lot of the kind of individuals they think will, will be a part of the future of building out what the next generation of blockchain tech looks like, which is computer science majors, um, uh, computer engineers, like it's all those kind of, of roles inside mathematicians that really uh, are behind things like the Drone Racing League, same as um, they're a sponsor of World Chess. Um, they really see that as a, a really strong reach out point for those kind of individuals. And so that game will go live sometime soon. Um, the team who've been helping with that, which is Hivemind, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Hivemind fund, Matt Zhang, I'm about one. No, but we're, we're very familiar with the Hivemind uh, of the people. <laughs> yeah. okay. Kind of similar, maybe, but yeah. maybe not quite. Uh, but they're, they're a $1.5 billion fund that um, uh, launched to, to build our project on our grant and Drone Racing League was one of them. That's awesome. So you guys got a lot of stuff going on, as we mentioned, and you have a big upgrade that's that's coming up here on the horizon. How long until the upgrade is complete? And then what are folks going to be able to do once that upgrade is in place? Yeah, uh, thanks, Travis. The, the upgrade is imminent, so so literally any day now. Um, what, what it really means is it means our grant can really start to, to, to blossom. So um, it feels weird to say blossom, but to blossom. So it, it, it essentially the upgrade brings contract to contract calls and expanded on-chain data, which basically means all the incredible things you see on Ethereum could now exist on Algorand. So post this upgrade is when you will really see Algorand come to life. And there's a whole string of amazing projects coming to market. Um, on the back of that, our grand foundation has announced a $300 million incentive program, a liquidity mining incentive program that will also be rolling out in the next few months. Um, so we'll go from having not a lot of projects, upgrade completing, a huge number of really great projects launching, massive incentive program. So we're going to see a really, really strong six months for our grand. Mm, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So basically you're saying the price of Algorand is going to blow up to the moon and it's financial advice and get on board now. Is that what you're saying? I definitely didn't say that. Oh, okay, okay. You, you said that, Travis. <laughs> win Lambo, win moon. I'm ready. Yeah, something like that. I'm, All right. Now we know something more about Algorand and I'm bookmarking a bunch of sites. You guys can go check out the show notes for links to the the sites that we've referenced here. And uh, Michael, keep us posted on what's happening next, especially as this thing uh, does appear to be blowing up. Pleasure, guys. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks again. And now you know something more about a chain that I didn't really know much about Algorand before. So very interested in setting up a wallet because I like to play with all the toys, right? I want to try it. I want to buy an NFT on the chain and stash it away along with all these other wallets that I've tried. Yeah. And I, and I do want to say this because this is really exciting. We just got news that we are ranked number one on Apple iTunes in the conspiracy crypto category. 
So, is that so a new Cryptospiracies. Yeah, we're yeah. we're number one in that. And you know what? I just want to thank everybody who's tuned in and listened because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Oh, thanks so much. You guys are so sweet for listening. And we are coming up on our fifth anniversary, uh, which will be July 16th. And the reviews continue to uh, to come in for the show. In fact, I believe that there's a couple new ones this week that I am tempting to pull up right this minute. So I, I see, I see one right here. Should well, I it's, it's not the full text. It's cut off. It's um, there's some of it is gone there in the one that's in the show notes. So I'm looking for the full text okay. of it and, and I have located it um, entertaining way to level up your crypto knowledge from J Mark DeShark. Uh, five stars passing up this podcast is like passing up on Bitcoin before 2017. Seriously, these guys make learning crypto enjoyable and entertaining. If you don't like the show, then go ahead and listen to the robotic supercomputer techie lexicon use that will bore most people. These guys are living their best life and in return are contributing to bringing good information to level one to level three crypto puds. A must listen show. What's a crypto pud? A crypto pud. I don't know, but a pud, like, is this like kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a little dork or something? A pud, like, yeah. uh, I guess it's kind of a plebe, maybe. I don't know. What is a pud? I'm going to Google that shit. Maybe definition I, of a pud. Maybe it was for like crypto buds, is what he meant to say. I think he probably said pud. Um, you could just shorten uh, it, crypt puds. Okay. That's what it is are. a planned unit development there on Zillow. So it's like a housing <laughs> development. So you uh, there's another one here from the nifty wife. Why don't you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Urban Dictionary pud is a human male's penis. All right. Well, put your pud away. We're so worried about little Billy. The other day, his sister caught him playing with his pud. That was from 2003. <laughs> That's from 2000. Oh, a lazy, useless or very weak person. A pud. OK, I don't think that's don't what think, this person meant. I don't know, but it's what the definition is. I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's level one through level three crypto penises. I, <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a level four? Then you're just a porn star. Is that what that is? Well, I don't know. Well, then it's bigger junk. I don't know. Next one is you write it. I don't got an opinion. All right. From Nifty Wife. All right. I don't know who this is from, but the oh. Nifty Wife, it says. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. We'll I read it. I see I exactly it. who it is. In all honesty, I haven't listened to any of these shows. <laughs> I know these guys purely because of my husband, Technical Rift, Will. Shout out to him. And he constantly raves about them and the amazing products that they put out. Your guys' voices and personalities have been growing on me, and it's helped me get into the NFT space now, uh, which helps me. I'm a high school art teacher. So now I have a new media outlet to discuss with my students. My husband told me to tell you guys to stay bad. Not sure that what that means, but okay. Okay. So she has listened. I mean, you know, she yeah. says she hasn't listened, but she says your voices and personalities have been growing. Well, we're, like a, we're like a fungus because we're yeah. fun guys. Well, it's, it's probably true, but probably Will is listening in the car and he goes, hold on. I haven't heard this episode yet. And she's sitting there like, oh, these idiots. She's again. rolling their eyes again. She yeah. really well, more she, corn jokes. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. While she's while she's playing like uh, you know, bejeweled or something. Yeah. Bejeweled if I, if, if I make you corn for dinner, will you stop listening to the show? <laughs> you know what? She's probably like, I worry about Will. He really, really loves Joel and Travis. I think he might have a crush on. Him. 
you know, even in spite of the haters, the show has a 4.6 rating in uh, in Apple iTunes. And we are consistently in the top 200 of business, all business podcasts on iTunes. So thank you. Uh, you guys make that possible. Thanks for coming back for more. It's kind of like an animal house in the fraternity. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Uh, we are here to paddle you gently. So true. With 200 in the top business podcast and number one in crypto spiracies. So this is so exciting again. Really pleased about that. And number one in the hearts of you because you're still listening right now. For and some and our, our moms say we're the best. My mom is so proud. She doesn't yeah. know. She doesn't understand this shit at all. But she's like, that's so cool. You guys are doing. I like that Joel guy. He's nice. He's, he's a nice boy. He's, he's nice. A, you met yourself a nice Jewish boy. He's he's good. I like <laughs> you guys should continue doing that thing you do. All righty. Well, we would appreciate your reviews. If you have not yet reviewed us, go ahead. Go wherever it is that you would listen to the podcast. Write us a review. Five stars, ideally. If it's one star and you're mad at us, we'll just mock you mercilessly. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could even put as the title of your review, mock me merciful, merciless, merciless. I can't even pronounce it. Mock you should me. do it. You should mark it like that. Mark me mercilessly. Yes. Mercilessly. <laughs> and then write, Joel can't talk. Um, you know, these guys are clowns, crypto clowns, to be candid. Uh, but just make sure you finish off your review with this. Stay back. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Wait a second. Is this Michael Cotton-Eyed Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Swing your partner, Dozy Doe. Because here we go with, with Michael Cotton-Eyed Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. <laughs> the show for crypto crypto level one through level three penises <laughs> dicks <laughs>